Hello, everybody. This is the SSTN podcast. This starts, um, this stands for Start Spreading the News. Um, we are here recording on Anchor. We would like to thank Anchor for helping us do this podcast. It's a really cool um, mobile app. You can also go on the website. You, um, you can do a lot of things with this. You can get it on other websites. You can get your podcast on other websites from this. You can record with your friends. You can add in music and then you can make your podcast sound great. And you can edit on this app. So this app gives it all to you. So um, in SSTN, we talk about sports, and we that me um and Sam, my co-host, we all are um sports broadcasters in training, and we all want to do this for a career. So um, we like to talk about sports here on a podcast, and this is our first one. So I hope you enjoy. Um, so we got um a bunch of topics today, but the first topic um is the news. Um, so starting off with um, the breaking news um, from this past week, uh, first off, we have Ezekiel Elliott won't play for Dallas without a new deal. So, Sam, um, I have to ask you, do you think um, the Cowboys and Elliott will resolve this by week one? I do definitely think that the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, they probably will resolve this. Ezekiel Elliott is still on his rookie deal. This is not a Le'Veon Bell situation. The Cowboys hold all the cards in this favor. He's not a free agent. They can just keep franchising him. And I believe that he will be ready by week one. Yeah, I think that Le'Veon Bell situation is something. But I, Jerry Jones, as an owner, he is known to play, um, pay his players. And I think Zeke should be paid the money. He's a top two running back in this league with Saquon Barkley. And I, de- I definitely think uh, Zeke will get this resolved. And I hope so because he's on my fantasy team. Then next up um, – Colin Kaepernick says he is still ready to play in the NFL. President Trump responds to this by saying if he's good enough, he should get the job. And I, I agree with um the president. I think um Kaepernick, um, he's he was never a super superstar quarterback, but at the end of the day, um, if he um could get a job on a team that is struggling, I think uh he could return to the NFL. What do you think about this? It's a very interesting. Colin Kaepernick was signed by the Miami Dolphins, and we all know that they traded for Josh Rosen, former quarterback, top 10 pick of the Arizona Cardinals. And they also signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had some decent games last year. It's going to be definitely interesting to see. I'm guessing that Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to say that he will not start this year, but I if he did because the Miami Dolphins are looking to probably get the first overall pick next year and maybe draft trying to draft Tua Tungo-Bailoa. Yeah, then they'll be absolutely loaded in quarterback. Then um, next up, the or- Baltimore Orioles' Chris Davis gets into a confrontation with manager Brandon Hyde. Um, I personally, Chris Davis um, was a good power hitter in his prime. But at the end of the day, Chris Davis's batting average is pathetic, in my opinion. So, And Chris Davis hasn't proved anything at this point in his career. So I don't think he should be um, causing trouble with his managers. What do you think? It's all part of the, the season that's been happening. We all know that Chris Davis went on that massive, um, that that huge, like, unhit, not hitting. What was it, like, 0 for 62. He was bad last year. We're starting to see regress on power hitting first baseman. It's all just boiled up. The Orioles have had a terrible season. And, um, and this is just the end. It's first-year manager. It's a bad season. They're not very good right now. I feel like that um, this should um, work itself out, I'm guessing. All right, yeah. Next up, uh, Tom Brady putting his um, house up for sale in Boston. Do you think this is Tom Brady's final year playing for the New England Patriots? I, I do think that if Tom Brady does win one more Super Bowl, I feel like he will stay. 
I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't. I think that he will retire after one more Super Bowl if he wins one, because we definitely know that the Patriots are going to be in it this year. They just proved that it's wrong to count them out, even though all the regression that happened. I do think Tom Brady's entering his final hurrah as the, which I believe is the greatest quarterback career in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, next up, the Browns trade Duke Johnson for a fourth-round pick. So Nick Chubb obviously is a rising star as a running back. And Kareem Hunt is suspended, but he will come back midway through the year. Um, the only worry um, I have about as a Browns fan is if Nick Chubb gets injured, then we have no backup. But do you think um, a fourth-round pick was good value in return for Duke Johnson? Well, you see, that, you see what the Browns are going to have to do. They're not going to run in with three running backs. Going into the season, Nick Chubb. I do feel that Nick Chubb can carry the load. It's going to be the same situation. We, we should say Mark Ingram is gone from New Orleans. They're going to have to rely on Alvin Kamara. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know what they're going to have to do. I don't. I feel like the Browns will get this done. And even if Nick Chubb does go down, they don't have to rely too much on the running game. Baker Mayfield was a very good running quarterback, and they have way too many weapons on the offensive side with Jarvis Landry and, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. And then the last um, breaking news we have for you today is Vita Vea out for four to eight weeks. Vita Vea was a top 15 pick in the last year's NFL draft. Uh, Vita Vea hasn't really proved himself yet on the Bucks, but um, do you think Vita Vea will ever be a solid player and how um, impactful is this injury? Well, you never know. He had one year in the NFL. One year doesn't really decide a lot. I think Vita Vea is a force down the middle. He reminds me a lot of Damon Snacks Harrison of the New York Giants. I feel like he's a very situational type of player. I do feel like Tampa Bay is actually a great spot for them. You know, they have very good history with defensive linemen. I think that Vita Vea is going to – I think he'll be fine. Normally, these type of injuries don't really affect these type of players that much. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our second segment of the day, um, it is basically a game that we like to call yes or no. And the topic today is NBA All-Stars. So um, I have a list of players who I think it would be interesting to talk about. And we are basically going to say, will they be All-Stars next season or will they miss out on the All-Star game? These are most of the players that are on like the border of an All-Star and non-All-Star. So um, starting off with D'Angelo Russell, do you think D'Angelo Russell will make an All-Star game with the Golden State Warriors? It's tough to tell because with Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors, we know we do know that Klay Thompson will be out this year, but I do think Draymond Green will have a chance to make the All-Star team. I'm going to say yes for D'Angelo Russell because of the injury to Klay Thompson. If Klay Thompson was healthy, then I don't think that D'Angelo Russell would be an All-Star. But I do think he, him and Steph Curry will be the only two All-Stars to be on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I also think yes, because um, I'm one of those guys who think the Warriors should keep D'Angelo Russell. Klay Thompson is obviously 6'7". He can guard the three. So I think Klay Thompson can obviously play the three. He's a wing shooter anyway. So why not move um, Klay Thompson over to the three, in my opinion? But next up, we got um, an All-Star um, last year in Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. I'm going to personally say he will not make the All-Star game this year. I think the Magic, even though they made the playoffs uh, this past year, I don't think they're making it this year. Even though they did re-sign Vucevic, I don't think it was the best move. I think Vucevic should have signed with the Mavericks or some um, other team. But um, Vucevic, obviously, he is an incredible player, but I don't think he's going to make an all-star two years straight. It's very interesting. Nikola Vucevic turned a lot of heads. The Orlando Magic turned a lot of heads. It's been a disaster of an organization for the past few years, but seemed to have turned a corner last year. I'm going to go on, out on a limb here and say Nikola Vucevic will have an even better year than he did last year. I think the Orlando Magic are on the 
the rise, and I feel like they could maybe turn some heads this year and maybe sneak into the playoffs in like a sixth, fifth or sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. I do think Nikola Vucevic will be leading that team next year. We also don't know Mo Bamba, Markel Fultz, and Jonathan Isaac's true potential on that Orlando Magic's team. But moving on is Kyle Lowry um, on the Toronto Raptors, uh, moving on from the loss of Kawhi um, Leonard. And uh, Lowry has made the All-Star game for the last couple of years. Do you think he makes it this year? I do not think that he makes it this year. I do think the All-Star for the, for the Raptors – it's going to be someone else this year. I don't know who it's going to be. Either it's going to be Pascal Siakam or it's going to be some other person who rises up. But I don't think Kyle Lowry is going to be an all-star. He's not really – I don't th- I wouldn't want to say this, but I don't think he's really the leader of that team. He, he showed in the fine, in the playoffs and stuff that, yes, he has potential and he can put up some big names, but that was Kawhi's team the year round. I don't know if Kyle Lowry is going to live up and be able to carry the team. Yeah, um, the Eastern guards aren't, like, especially loaded, but they do have some talent. Moving on to Kyle Lowry's old teammate, DeMar DeRozan, on the San Antonio Spurs. He missed out on the All-Star game last year. Um, I personally think he's not going to make it again this year just because the West is so loaded in talent. And if the NBA decides to do it, not 13-13, and 13, and they decided to just do 26 players straight up, I still don't think DeMar makes it this year. What do you think? It's interesting because you say the West is very talent-loaded, uh, as of course, but you do see some players like Kevin Durant going to the Eastern Conference, and some players have left the Western Conference for the Eastern Conference. I do think that he can maybe sneak in as a borderline all-star. I do think he had a very underrated year with the Spurs. I feel like the Spurs are a great team for him. They fight a lot, but I do think DeMar DeRozan, he can put up that those stat lines of like 25, 27 points. He can have those type of years and sneak into the all-star game. Okay, so... Next up, I'm going to kind of do a three-in-one, um, and we're gonna, you're just going to tell me if you think any of these guys are going to make the All-Star game, and if so, which ones. Um, so it's the Utah Jazz guys, uh, Mitchell, Conley, and Gobert. Do you think any of them can make the All-Star game this year, and which ones will, if so? I do think um, – I don't know if Mike Conley will make the All-Star team, but although he's a very underrated player, I just don't think he generates the amount of publicity and the points – and the stats that that make people vote for an all-star. Remember, this is a fan voting thing. This is not just who has the best stats. The fans are normally voting for this. Yep. So they, basically, I do think that Mike Conley is very underrated, but I don't think – I don't – I also am going to say that Donovan Mitchell will not be an all-star this year. Oh, just wow. like you said before, with the amount of talent that's in the West, I think he'll be one of those players who gets snubbed from the all-star game. But I do definitely think Rudy Gobert is going to be an all-star. I think he is definitely a top three center in this league. And definitely. And I, I think he's the best. I think he is the, actually the best center in the Western Conference. I think only Joel Embiid is better than him. And um, just for the record, guys, if we leave some guys off this list, um, just let us know. Um, and also, moving on to the next player. This is um, an elite scorer who's trying to make his first All-Star game. I'm actually surprised he's not an All-Star yet, and that is Devin Booker. So I'm saying um, Devin Booker, obviously, with the cheapness of Suns owner Robert Sarver. He's one of the worst owners in the NBA. Um, I still think Booker gets it this year because um, he's obviously an elite scorer. He's gunning for it. The Suns still have improved in this offseason. And Devin Booker, obviously, um, he's like one of the um, greatest scorers in the NBA not to be an All-Star. Um, I think of all time even because he he's a ridiculous scorer. So I don't I don't know how he's not an all star yet. But um, what do you think about this? It's tough because of how bad the Phoenix Suns are. 
you don't know if Devin Booker is going to actually be able to carry this team. He has shown us that he can't really carry that team. Now, no disrespect on him. The Suns are a mess, and I don't know if anyone can really get that team going. I don't really think – I think this year – I don't think he'll get it, but I definitely think that next year will be his year. I just think he needs to get out of Phoenix if he wants to be a generational superstar and have his name out there. Yeah, so you mentioned the Raptors earlier, Kyle Lowry. Um, so do you, um, you mentioned Siakam, too. Um, do you think Siakam's making the All-Star game this year? I definitely do think Pascal Siakam's going to make the All-Star game this year. He was most improved player last year. He kind of reminds me of a new Kawhi Leonard. He plays mostly like Kawhi. He's a great defensive player. His three-point and shot improved drastically. I feel like he, with a bigger role in, on Toronto, he was arguably the second-best player on that team last year. And now with probably him being have the number one role on the team, I do think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, and at the end of the day, um, I don't think um, the Siakam and Kawhi Leonard um, comparison is super, super correct. But they do have a lot in common. They both went to not big schools. They went to bin major schools like um, Siakam went to New Mexico State. Um, Kawhi went to San Diego State. Um, so they do have a lot in common. But um, Siakam could be an all-star this year. Um, the next up, we got um, two guards in, um, in the East that I want to talk about. And um, they're two young guards. They're looking to make a push for their first All-Star game, and that is uh, Zach Levine and Trey Young. Um, do you think any of these guys can make the All-Star game this year? I do not think any of those people are going to make the All-Star game this year. I do think it's a better chance that Trey Young will make the All-Star game this year just because of how like how much potential the Hawks have. Like You, you look exactly. at that team, and that's basically, they're basically copying the Golden State Warriors, but it's just like that just seems like a team that's just going to gun for threes. I think that Trey Young will put up an insane stat line this year. I do think definitely Trey Young has the potential to make the All-Star game. I have zero thought that Zach Levine will make the All-Star game. There, I, I just don't understand why, but I know he's a great scorer and all, but, like, is that really All-Star worthy? Yeah. And he's on the Chicago Bulls. I just don't Devin think, Booker's like the Phoenix Suns really and Devin Booker. Talking about scoring. Yep. Yeah, so... It's uh, like this... Mm-hmm. So, uh, I... Here's um how I look at it with the East Guards. So there was six East Guards that made it to the All-Star game last year. One of them was Dwayne Wade. Then you got Kemba, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Kyrie. Um, and, like, so they have a bunch – and Bradley Beal. So they, um, the East has a bunch of guys that made the All-Star game. But, um, obviously, uh, we're assuming that um, most of those guys stay healthy. Um, they obviously lost D'Angelo Russell, who was another All-Star um, guard from the East. Um. And at the end of the day, if we don't think they're going to do a special edition, then they might do one for um, Vince Carter. But um, That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, so um, Vic Oladipo obviously can snag a spot. And if we consider Jimmy Butler a small forward or a power, um, a small forward or a shooting guard, we don't know which spot he'll take up there. But um, I, I, I do think Trey Young has a small chance of making the All-Star game. The next up, um, I want to move on to the Pelicans boys, Drew Holiday and Zion. Um, I personally think Zion, if the only reason he would make it is because of fan voting. I don't think he's putting up higher than 19 and 7 this year. I don't think he's going to put up a ridiculous stat line his rookie year because at the end of the day, he's just a kid. He's just a rookie. But um, Drew Holiday is obviously an incredible player. Um, he's made it to an All-Star game before, but I don't know if he's going to um, make this one. So what do you think? I definitely agree with you. I think the fan voting is probably going to play a role in this. I don't. I'm very against putting rookies in the All Star game. Just it's the same thing as Luka Doncic last year. I did not think that he deserved to be an All Star. One year he does not prove that. He, 
he didn't become an all-star, which is – I don't think that rookies deserve to be in the all-star game. They need more time to grow and see what they can actually be. I don't think Zion Williamson is going to be an all-star this year. I do think that he'll put up I'm, – I'm guessing he's going to put up a double-double. Definitely going to probably win rookie of the year. He's going to be competing with R.J. Barrett. And John. Um, John Morant. I do think John Morant is going to have a very underrated year, underwhelming year. That's my prediction. Really? I feel like – because he's in Memphis, so I'm like, yeah, I don't. He, I feel like he's gonna have it like a Trey Young type of year, where he's gonna have a slow start, but then he's gonna catch some eyes in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um. So, well, you mentioned Luca. So, guess who's on next on our list? Luca. Um. What do you, do you think he's gonna make the All-Star game? I don't. I. I don't know. The honestly, Joe. Um. It's 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 complicated because Luka Doncic was amazing last year. He won Rookie of the Year. He put up some historic numbers. He had all, like, those crazy highlights. Remember that buzzer beater against your Portland Trailblazers that he hit? Yep. Um, I, I, I don't know if he gets in because of just the amount of all-stars that are probably going to be in the Western Conference. you got to think about this. There's going to be Paul George, Kawhi, Westbrook, Harden, yep. um, Russell. I just don't think – him with Devin Booker, I think, and my con- I think he'll be one of those people who does get snubbed this year of the all-star team. Yep. Okay. So, um, the last two guys, um, two young guards in the East, um, that already made an all-star appearance. Um, can they do it again? Ben Simmons and Brad Beal. Um, these are our last two guys for this topic. It's it's I I definitely think that Ben Simmons will get into the all-star game, and I also think Bradley Beal will get into the all-star game. John Wall is going to miss a significant amount of time this year. He's also going to, when he does come back, he's going to have a hard time recovering from that torn Achilles. We will have to see if Kevin Durant will be able to come back from that torn Achilles as well. It's a very serious injury. We haven't seen a, per, a single person come back from it pretty much at full strength besides Dominique Wilkins. But that was back, way back. And uh, we don't really know. I do think Bradley Beal is going to have a great year. I think this is his big year to prove his worth, and I do think he's going to try and have the best year he can because I think the Wizards are going to end up trading him. Yeah, so um, Dominic Wilkins, I'm surprised because he's a human highlight reel. Um, he was obviously a very uh, um, athletic player. But um, also, um, do you think Ben Simmons will start shooting threes? That's a question mark there. But um, moving on to our third topic, um, also, yes or no, um, these are the, um, a couple of the teams that are on the verge of being a playoff team in the NFL. And um, we're just going to do this real quick. Um, if will this team make the playoffs or will they not? So let's start off with the New York Jets making the playoffs or not. I do not think the New York Jets are making the playoffs. I don't. I don't really actually like a lot of their signings. I don't really enjoy or appreciate the Le'Veon Bell signing. I don't. I think he's a cancer in the locker room. I think he stirs up more drama, even though Robbie he's Anderson an elite talent. Yeah, it's a weird team. We have to see. I really love the Quinn and Williams drafting, though. I think the Jets are secretly built one of the best defenses in the NFL. Him, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams. Like, that's a great defensive team. I do think Sam Darnold's going to have a great year as well. Second-year quarterback. He showed some flashes last year. And I do think the Jets are on the up-and-coming. I just don't think it's their year. I think they go for, like, another traditional Jets year, 5-11 and or 6-10. and Oh, jeez, that's love. Um so, um, I, I'm going to probably get mad at your answer. It's my team, the Cleveland Browns. Yes or no? I know you're a Cleveland Browns fan. I know you're picking them to win the Super Bowl. I'm not picking them I'm, to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm picking them to win the playoffs. You have to, you have to realize that there is two other teams that are better than them in the division. You know what, actually? 
Yes, there are two teams better than the Don't say the Bengals are better than us. Please don't say the Bengals. No, no, I'm not saying the the Bengals are horrible. Yeah, the Bengals suck. No, um, I'm gonna say the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers are both better than the Cleveland Browns. I don't think the Cleveland Browns are one of the most overrated teams. I want to see. I I don't want to call do any judgment on the Cleveland Browns. I want to see what they do. Like, don't give me like preseason. Don't give me like stats. I want to see what they do it during the season. If they show me, then I will believe in them. Look, but they have to show me first. I look at it this way. So going to offense and defense, like both sides of the ball, the only team that's better than us at one side of the ball um, in the whole division is the Baltimore Ravens with their defense. Other than that, I think the Browns are better offense and defense than the Steelers. Despite the Steelers having a great, great O-line, I think the um, Browns have a better offensive defense than the Bengals. But that's not hard because any team could do that. But um, So, yeah, I, I, I think the Browns are making the playoffs. So, um. Since you said the Ravens are better than the Browns, um, the Ravens are next team on the list. So I'm assuming that you think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, of course. Uh, they loaded up that defense even more with the addition of Earl Thomas. Yeah. And it's crazy, but we have to see if he can recover from that injury. I definitely think that the Ravens, they they have definitely an interesting team. I definitely think Alex Collins is one of the most underrated running backs in the entire NFL. And they got rid of him. So I know. It was very sad because I don't I don't know how they're gonna actually like replace him at running back. Well, Mark Ingram but was a huge. I know, but like Mark Ingram is, I don't know. It's just very confusing how the Ravens are gonna do things. But I definitely think that Lamar Jackson is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Carried them to the playoffs last year. They moved on from Joe Flacco, and I definitely think that Lamar Jackson, he can maybe can be enough to just get them to the playoffs. I don't know. Um, I think this expected an average year. Their defense is obviously incredible. Their offense is not okay, but um, the AFC is loaded. Like, let's be real. They got the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Browns, the Jets, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Steelers. I'm not sold. Teams. I am not sold on the Jaguars. So I, I, I'm I don't know. I don't trust. I'm I don't trust Nick here. Foles over a whole I'm season. I, I, he's a sit. So he is a situ. Right, keep going. He's a Nick Foles is a situational quarterback. He that was I I I keep stressing this to everyone that I meet. Nick Foles lucked out when he won the Super Bowl. If the Atlanta Falcons didn't run the same play on the goal line for three straight plays, then the the Falcons would have moved on and the Eagles would have lost. Nick Foles did not have a great game. Yes, I will give him the Super Bowl. I'll give him. The Viking game. The Viking game. But he lucked out in that Super Bowl against Tom Brady. There were so many errors that Tom Brady made that if they were so close to going right, I feel like he lucked out. And he's a very situational quarterback. Under pressure, he's great. But I don't. he has not proven to me over a full season that he can actually handle that team. Okay, so let's move on to two more AFC teams with both veteran quarterbacks, the um, Los Angeles Chargers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think any of these teams are making playoffs? Ah, it, it's tough because, like, these two teams – I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. I don't Neither think do he I. is an elite – I do not think that Ben Roethlisberger is an elite quarterback. I think he's very average. People will bring up they led the league in yards. Well, that's because the Steelers never ran the ball at all. If you look at the highlights, they never ran the ball. The Steelers constantly – it's the same thing every year. They constantly underperform to teams. And people will just keep, like, overrating them. I definitely think that they should fire Mike Tomlin. I don't understand why people 
think that he's one of the top coaches in the league. All I see is him underachieving, and he never knows how to manage a game clock. And it's all—it's always excuses, excuses with the Steelers. I think they're just a drama-filled organization. I don't think they'll be better than the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a better run organization, even though I yep. do think Dean Spanos is one of the worst owners. Totally fleece the city of San Diego, but you can't. Hold up, hold up. Can, ever... I, can I stop? If the charge, so if you think the Chargers make the playoffs, if they trade Melvin Gordon, are we still making the playoffs? Yes, I do think they are definitely still making the playoffs. But I do think that Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, is not a top tier running back in the NFL. He's he's a. I, I, he's I disagree the, with that. I disagree with that. Hundred percent. No, Melvin Gordon okay. is a Top five running back in the is NFL. Is Melvin Gordon in the category of Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley? No. He's on that top exactly. level in my opinion. Oh, and no, he is not. No, he, he is, is on not. David Johnson's level. Melvin Gordon is on David Johnson's level. No, he is not. He is a B-tier running back. I don't think that the Chargers really – he's great for their team. I do actually think that they can maybe work this out. I don't know, though. I don't know if they're going to trade him or not, but we'll see. But I definitely think that Phillip Rivers is a most underrated quarterback. I feel so bad for him that he's stuck on the Chargers. But they're finally healthy. That's the great thing about the Chargers. They're finally healthy. Their defense is amazing, fronted by Joey Bosa. They have two amazing wide receivers. You can't even, like, they have two amazing wide receivers. Keenan Allen. And Mike Williams, oh my goodness, they're making the playoffs. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna so I'm gonna say the three AFC South teams: um, the Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Because I don't think the Titans are making the playoffs. I don't think you are making. Think the Titans are making the playoffs. But for the Colts, Texans, and Jaguars, if I had to choose two, I'm choosing the Jaguars for the Colts. I don't think the Texans are gonna make the playoffs this year. On the you, Jaguars, you I know you don't think Deshaun Watson, but Jacksonville still has an elite team. Offense is still incredible. I think Leonard Fournette will have um a breakout, well, a comeback season this year. Comeback um, year was horrible last year. Colts, the Colts, I think he's gonna have a comeback season. Then the Colts, um, Andrew Luck, um, that that offense is still incredible. Darius Leonard on that defense. I do think the Colts and the Jaguars are making the playoffs. Do you think um if we have to choose one out of these three teams or two out of these three teams, which ones are making the playoffs? The Colts and the Texans, I'll say. The Colts are a very good team. I think they definitely. I think the the Colts will win the division this year. I think they finish with the twelve and four record, and they do get a bye in the first round, and they will face either the Texans or the Browns. I'm gonna say I'll say the Browns will make the playoffs. I'll, I'll do that right for you. But I definitely think that the Colts are the best team in that division. They proved it to us last year. What were they one and five, and then they went nine and one down the stretch. If you start, if you just carry that momentum into next year. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They're I feel like they're actually Super Bowl contenders. All right. Well, um so uh, moving on to uh two uh teams with uh like a lot of uh recognition behind them um in the last couple of years. Um two NFC teams, uh the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Do you think any of them can make the playoffs? I am against the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. I hate their fans. I hate everything about the Cowboys, but you got to respect the talent on that team. Amari Cooper proved to us that he is a number one caliber, caliber wide receiver. Ezekiel Elliott's one of the best running backs and not maybe even the best in football. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say I, I, don't, I don't think that they will make the playoffs. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles will win that division. And I just don't trust Dak Prescott at all. 
I I I need to see him go farther than the first than the divisional round of the playoffs. He's lost. I but Dak Prescott is great against average teams, but when you put him in the most adverse situations and you put the most pressure on him, he does not succeed in any anyway in that situation. Jason Garrett, as long as Jason Garrett is the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, they will not go anywhere. I agree. The Cowboys and the Seahawks are not making the playoffs this year. Then um. The last three NFC teams we have to talk about before we move on from this yes or no thing. Um, the Packers, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Quick name on the teams out of those three, if any, that are making the playoffs. Well, you got to always look at the Packers because as long as they have Aaron Rodgers on, on that team, they'll always be competitive. Agreed. I think that they made some great additions during the offseason. I think they just improved. I do think the Packers are good. I do not think the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Cam Newton, I don't even know if he's going to play at all this year. And they just collapsed last year. Who even knows with that team? I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to have to do some dismantling. The Falcons are a weird team because it's all about health with them. If they're healthy, then they're a Super Bowl contender. But they've shown us that they can't be – look at last year. They were not healthy at all. And we don't know if they're going to be healthy this year. It's all about the health of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So, um, I, I only think the Packers are going to make the playoffs out of those three. But now, let's move on to the um, last, like, bunch of topics um, in our uh, podcast. Um, which team should trade for Melvin Gordon if he wants out of the Chargers uh, and the Chargers want to trade him? It's very interesting um, because Melvin Gordon is, um, a, I, I say he's a B-tier running back. You say he's a top-tier running back, but we both agree that he is a great running back. I don't know exactly off the top of my head who would really need him. The teams that actually do come to come to my head, actually, when you mention running backs like Melvin Gordon's here, I definitely think of the Los Angeles Rams as a possibility for that team because I don't know if Todd Gurley – Melvin and Todd Gurley? Because That's I, a... I don't know if Todd Gurley is great in high-leverage situations. Because he did not prove it. He was I do I did not see him at all during the playoffs last year. I don't know if he's that great of a running back, honestly. I think he's a good regular season running back, but I need high pressure situations. But uh, another team that actually does come to mind is the New England Patriots. I think that they would try and go for Melvin Gordon. You oh, don't thank know. Thank God you didn't steal my answer. I, I you don't know if this is Tom Brady's last year. You want if you want to go for it all, they don't have a running back that you can name off the top of your head. I know there's Rex Burkhead. I know that there's – um, uh, what's his name? Like, who's the running back last year? Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. Michelle. Yes, but he was a rookie last year. And I know he was great during the playoffs, but you need that star caliber running back because you don't have a lot of receivers. You have Julian Edelman, but he's go- he's getting older. And we just don't know. I think they need another star caliber player that Tom Brady can just, like, get some relief off of you. You don't want him getting sacked a lot at his age. I just think the Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams are very good. Coincidentally, the two Super Bowl teams last year. I hope Melvin Gordon gets traded because I have Austin Eckler on my fantasy team. But um, So basically, this is a very interesting answer because this running back core, it's not known yet. And that's the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic, a third-round pick. I think a bold prediction, he's going to be a three-time Pro Bowler minimum. What? And they also have TJ Yeldon and Frank Gore on their roster. I'm a huge fan of Singletary. They have TJ Yeldon and Frank Gore on their roster. Shady McCoy's roster spot is not um, not like 
guaranteed for week one. And I think if the Bills trade for Mel- Melvin Gordon, they can actually be a playoff team. I like Ed Oliver on that D. Um, Josh Allen, he's still um, a young quarterback with a lot of potential. Then on that defense, Tredavious White, who had a bad season last year, but a very um, talented corner. Um, ESPN said he is ready for um, a comeback season this year. And I think it might happen. So um, I think the Bills are an interesting team to trade for Melvin Gordon. I need to see Josh um, Allen progress before I make any predictions about the Bills. Yeah, so moving on to topic number five. Who should be the number one pick in fantasy football? Let me start. Saquon Barkley. Um, absolutely guaranteed. Zeke's contract is not um, guaranteed. That Saquon Barkley should be the number one pick in all fantasy football league drafts. Undoubtedly the best running back in the NFL. What do you have to say? You stole my answer right out of my lips. So I'm going to have to try and come up with another one. But while I come up with one, let me just rave about my man Saquon Barkley. As you know, I am a diehard Giants fan. I do think Saquon <laughs> Barkley is the best running back in the NFL. I think he's the best. He was the best running back prospect since Barry Sanders. I think he's one of the best running backs we've seen in a while. I think he blows the competition out. I think Saquon Barkley is on his own level. Yeah, let, let's be real. The only competitors to um, the number one pick are Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott, so you don't have to. I don't even know. But I Kamara do, doesn't. I definitely, I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's a very chance. I'm going to say the fan, that this year's number one fantasy draft pick should be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay, he's lying to himself. Uh, yeah, he's lying. <laughs> okay, now we're, now we're just playing. What do you mean lying? Yeah, hear me out, hear me, hear me, hear me out, hear me out. If Aaron, you don't take a quarterback number one in fantasy football. Have you ever played it? I have played fantasy football. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers over Mahomes? Aaron Rodgers over Mahomes. Yes, Aaron Rodgers over Mahomes because... Bye, bye. Ending the podcast right now. No, okay, I'm just kidding. Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers. If he has a, he has a potential to have the most generational year possible. He can have a comeback year this year, and if he carries the Packers to the playoffs, you don't even know how many fantasy points he brings in each week. He's okay. The only reason he's saying this is because I already said Saquon, and I still was answering. Oh, man. Okay, so let's move on to topic six. Um, Number one seed in the East and West for the NBA. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm saying for the East was the Sixers. That's not going out on a limb. And I'm saying for the West, okay, listen to me before you uh, Trailblazers, I'm going to hear. Before you destroy my life, listen to me. The number one seed in the West will be the Denver Nuggets. I'm done. I okay. Think the, nope. Okay. I think I think I think the Clippers are winning the championship. I think they're gonna be the two seed. I think they're gonna finish one game after the Nuggets. I think they're gonna win the championship. I think they're gonna come out of the West. I think they're gonna destroy the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. But this young team will play every night in the regular season. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris. They're a young team. They're looking to prove themselves after being the two seed last year. I think their team got better. I think Michael Porter Jr. can be a breakout star. So, um, honestly, I, I think uh, the Nuggets will be the one seed. And then the Sixers in the East, obviously, we all know how good of a team they are. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and Joel Embiid. That's obviously a stacked, stacked team. So, I do think um, the Sixers will be the number one seed in the East. So, who are your two? So, your logic is that the Denver Nuggets will be the one seed because their young core will not, play the harder than – Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, we don't even know if he's gonna make opening night. Yes, but it's Kawhi Leonard. He carried the Raptors without a second superstar. 
he he most definitely will do the same thing with the Los Angeles Clippers. They have more than enough to do that. That's why I think they're going to win that NBA Finals. Okay, well, but, there's no way but, that Denver Nuggets... Okay, the Clippers are the number one seed. I... I, I see where you're coming from with the Sixers. Clippers over Lakers any day of the week, right? I, I got to see first. I, I'm skeptical on whether or not to prove because it's LeBron James and you never know what he'll bring to the table. He can carry a team to the finals. We've seen it before. But definitely, I'm going to disagree with you on the Sixers. I think the Milwaukee Bucks will repeat. I'm not saying that they will go to the finals. But I'm just saying the Milwaukee Bucks will be the one seed in the Eastern Conference because of Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think he'll have an even better year than last year because he has more of a weight on his shoulders now to carry the team with Malcolm Brogdon gone. He and Chris Middleton, I feel like, will have better years. Yeah, Um. so um, let's move on to topic number seven. Um, staying with the NBA, who's the most underrated team in the NBA? I would also like to start on this. I want to um, head south to the state of Louisiana, and I want to say this New Orleans Pelicans team. Who's calling them underrated? No, no, no. Here's why Zion is overrated because he hasn't stepped a foot on an NBA court. However, the Pelicans are underrated. What? Here's why because the Pelicans are going to be a playoff team. I feel like some people are saying the Mavericks over the Pelicans. I think they're going to be a top seven seed. I think they're going to um, maybe even take like the two seed. Two seed? To even uh no no not not they're not gonna take the two seed. I'm saying when they play the two seed, they might take them to five games, six oh, games. Oh wow, five but games! How impressive. They're gonna be a playoff team because Drew Holiday is the best player on this team. I don't care what anybody says about Zion. This team has four quality shooting guards. They have four quality players in one position. Drew Holiday. Who's obviously a great player? Where are they going to pull? JJ Redick, who's one of the best three point shooters in the league. Nikhil Alexander Walker, who is one of the best players out of this draft. Oh, he wasn't. Um, well, he he's top he's top ten in my opinion. Then next up, and then fourth, um, we got Josh Hart. Then we got Jackson Hayes, who I'm a huge believer in. He reminds me of another Longhorn center in Miles Turner. And um, I do think I do think the New Orleans Pelicans team is underrated. In the end, with that, that team is way too young to even start thinking about playoffs. We need to give them a year or two before we can start making predictions. But I will say one thing. In J.J. Reddick's career, he has not missed the playoffs. So maybe you are correct, and they will make the playoffs this year. Like You can always think of J.J. Reddick's historic streak of his career always being in the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think it's going to be – I think the most underrated team is the Sacramento Kings. Because just think, just think, just think. De'Aaron Fox is one of the best young point guards ascending in the NBA. Do you not agree with that? I agree. But you got Buddy Heald, one of the best shooters in the NBA, who took a big step up last year. Almost average – like, almost, like they, they were crazy last year. And now they add with Harrison Barnes, who has the potential to average over 20 points a game in a season. You don't get a lot of those players who can just... All right, so um, I want to um, stop here and shout out our Twitter. Follow us at SSTN Podcast. So capital S, um, capital two S's, um, TN, um, all capital, 
podcast um, on Twitter. Um, we are going to put links. And you, if you create an Anchor account, you could send us voice messages that could possibly be answered in our next podcast. So if uh, we want to interact with you guys, we want to make this an interactive podcast. So ask us questions and we will be um, uh, down to answer them next podcast. So um, moving on to topic number seven. Um, or topic number eight, excuse me. Um, how should the college football playoffs be? Do you think you do you like it the way that it is now with four teams, or do you think that they should expand, or um, do you think they should just like get rid of the playoffs completely? What do you think? I I, I like how it is right now with the four teams. I, I I'll say I don't necessarily agree with some of like the teams that they put in there, but do you really have a? Pr- like you don't, you might not agree. You have um some like issues with some teams that got stuck. But do you really uh, always have a problem with the teams that get in? It's always a lock though that Alabama and Clemson will be in. But do you have a problem with those teams getting into the playoffs? No, um, not at all. So, exactly. Um. So obviously, um, there's no way in hell they could do um an NCAA football March Madness with 64 teams. There's less college football teams than there are college basketball teams. Plus, with all the conference and stuff, and they for football they don't have time to do March Madness. Look, these people need to get, these kids need to get back to education. They don't have time to do this basketball March Madness is way quicker than it would be if it was for football. So um I do think they could expand it to eight teams and like maybe add like some of those mid major teams that are like fourteen and zero do it. But at the end of the day, can they compete Alabama Clemson? So I really don't know because Alabama and Clemson they're almost like a lock to make it to the championship every single season. So I really don't know. Um, I think the college football play, um, playoffs should stay the same. Um, so let's move on to the last two topics of today. Who will be the breakout star of the NBA and NFL this season? I'll let you start. Well, I definitely think that um, it's going to be tough to choose NBA because there's so many great players that have already been recognized and on their team. But I definitely think that a breakout sh- superstar – in the NBA this year is going to be my man, Kemba Walker. I think he's going to have even better year on the Celtics. He's finally on a team that can actually compete for a playoff spot. And I do think he's going to have an amazing year. I think he can average maybe 30 points a game this year. And I definitely think that Kemba Walker could be the next breakout. I know he's already a star in season size, but I think 30. I think Did you just think Kemba Walker could average 30. Isaiah Thomas I'm averaged wearing 30. A Boston Celtics. Isaiah Thomas right averaged now. So there's no way Kemba Walker is averaging 30 points. Yes, he will. Um, I will show you that he will average 30 points. The break. Okay, okay, hold on. So the um breakout star for the NBA, I'll do mine and then we'll do NFL. So um basically my breakout star for the NBA, I'm between five guys. Three guys are on the same team. I think the Charlotte Hornets are gonna be the worst team in the NBA. But Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, and Miles Bridges have a hell of a lot of potential, in my opinion. Terry Rozier, there's a reason why he got the money. Uh, obviously, he had choked against the Cavaliers a couple years back. But um, obviously, he does have potential. Malik Monk, I'm a huge believer in him. But my top three are probably Miles Bridges, uh, Michael Porter Jr., who I mentioned earlier, and Miles Turner. Um, so, uh, all starting with M, their first names. Uh, Miles Bridges, um... Obviously, he's ridiculous. His athleticism is insane. He can get eleven. He he can get eleven feet up when he tried to dunk. I was watching this guy's highlights. 
He is insane. Um, obviously out of Michigan State. Um, he is gonna be um, maybe even most improved player. I think he's gonna be a breakout star in the NBA. Miles Turner. I think he could be an All Star this year. He's obviously an incredible, incredible shot blocker. So um, the Pacers are obviously a contender this year. Then um. Next up, we got Michael Porter Jr., who we um don't know um how good he is, but he was the number one ranked recruit. I still think he has a lot of potential in the world. Let's move on to NFL. Who's yours um for NFL? All right, so let's move on to the NFL. Sam, you there? I think uh we had technical difficulties, guys. Um, so I'll move on to my NFL. Um, for my NFL, I think um a hundred percent um for sure that um breakout star, I think it's gonna be Carry on Johnson, a running back to the Detroit Lions. I think Carry on Johnson could rush for like one thousand four hundred this year. He is the main running back on this Lions team. Um, so I do think Carry on. I'm a huge believer in him. Um, so yeah. Um, that's that. So, um, I don't. Um, I personally don't um hear um my co-host right now, but um moving on to um the last topic, um we are talking about Daniel Jones's perfect drive, um Daniel Jones, um obviously something happened with um Sam's thing, so he won't be um here talking about the last topic, but um Daniel Jones's perfect drive, obviously he's being completely overhated. Um, like assume of uh, um most people, um, like the Giants fans are hating on him way too much, and he proved them wrong last night. But you can't judge somebody by one preseason game. So, um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for watching. So, um, we got through. Um, I think this podcast went very smoothly. Um, Sam did uh could not do like the last like one and a half topics, but it's fine. So, um, thank you guys. Uh, see ya.